Welcome back, everybody, to Sea Otter Town Hall podcast. With you, as always, my name is Dylan Krasinski. Thank you for joining us. Uh, these episodes are out every Wednesday. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, follow us on Instagram and YouTube. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to get right into it, and I'm going to introduce you to my co-host, the person who's always with me, the very funny and incomparable Mike T. Kerrigan, everyone. Yes, welcome to the podcast. And uh, this week we got my good friend, Big T, also known as Tom Farrell by his government name. So welcome to the podcast, brother. What up, Mike? Thank yeah, you for having me. real psyched to have me. you, dude. Thank real you. psyched Thank you. to have you. All I keep hearing about from Kerrigan is fucking what a character you are, what kind of stories you got, <laughs> and fucking that's what this pod is, baby. It's comics telling their craziest stories. So, like, I was like, he's a perfect fit, dude. We got to do it. Awesome. Yeah, and we, me and Dom, we just got back from a DMT tour with uh, Dominic Leonelli. That's... Uh, Standing for Dom, Mike, and Tom, and other things, and uh, we had a great time. Where what were kind we? of other we're in things? The South. DMT, man. Oh, we didn't okay. do DMT on the <laughs> no, tour. No, no, thank no. God. Uh, yeah, no, we were in the South. We just Midwest to the South. It was fucking awesome, man. It was tough. Those the drive, and you underestimate. It says twelve hours. Like, yeah, we could bang it out. Boom, boom. Next thing you know, you're not sleeping, staying in the weirdest motels, fucking just coffee, coffee oh, to yeah. push through, and we, we did it. Yeah, we, we did, did it. it. It was fun. The shows were great. And you know we had fun, but like you said, those those rides. Remember the mountain ride? Oh, that was that yeah. was. I thought I was gonna puke. It was like Pee Wee Herman, you know, when he's the squiggly road and like yeah. those long with no railings. I'm like, thank God, yeah, I'm it's not just eating a hundred feet you know? down. You're done. It's over. <laughs> no sleep, but it was fun. We had a blast, man. It was awesome. It was awesome. It's a little rundown. You're um you're from originally from Brooklyn, but you moved to Rockaway, right? Yeah, like sixth grade. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I love it out there. You know, it sucks in the winter, but... It's right on the beach, baby. Yeah. That's the, nice. In the summer, you know, I'm fucking on the boardwalk, the beach. It's just... It's it's great, man. It's a, it's weird to, like... I, I can't wrap my brain around people living in anywhere but Rockaway in the summer. Like, yo, it's... Your balls are sticking to your thighs. Like, that's... Go to the beach. You know what I mean? Feel them sizzle when you walk in the Atlantic Ocean, you know? Dude, they should hire you to do the advertisements <laughs> for Rockaway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Hey, come to fucking Rockaway. <laughs> your ball sticking to your legs. Come on, Dad. Yeah, let's go, uh, dude. I'd hire you if I was mayor of Rockaway. I would be like, let's get Tom Farrell in here and do our, do our reads right on the radio. I think Tom is the unofficial mayor of Rockaway. Yeah, there's some people that might disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> like he fucked my daughter. He sold my son oh. blow. Like fuck you. It was a different era. <laughs> uh, yeah, and what do you do? You uh, do you want to plug any of your stuff that you do for a living or? Oh, yeah, we got Bake Which Mama Gave You, my edible company. Yeah. Uh, oh, fuck yeah. CBD also. We just, we, uh, just re released a new uh, mo moisture line with the CBD. Um, we're going to do CBD pills. I got, I'm working with the CBD extract. We got THC TV with Big T. We're back recording next week. Uh, my camera guy got hurt. And uh, just the Big T show and just stand-up yeah. comedy. I mean, wherever, wherever and anywhere I can get on stage, even the back of my pickup truck, you know? Yeah, dude, that's what it is. It's a struggle, baby. Yeah, Everybody's trying us, to get got a sound system. We'll come to you yeah, anywhere out there. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad we start doing plugs earlier in the show now because, you know, first 10 minutes, we really suck them in and then we do them at the end. And then it's, yeah, know. well, this is also like just so they yeah. know who Big T is. Exactly. I appreciate I like that. that. He's yeah. out there. And I'll uh, have to get you on the cooking show with both of you. Yeah. You know, come down to Rockaway. Even if you know, I'd love THC, we'll do CBD. We'll fucking rock yeah. out. Yeah. And I put a lot of CBD in. It's like, wow, am I high? That's how relaxed you are. <laughs> it's mind function. Is it like Good. a term for it? But I, I can't remember it. But, uh, Mike, you were like the first person to say to have my mom or guest on, right? I don't remember. But uh, my, were, I was wa I've watched it almost I, maybe from the first episode. I appreciate it. You had your mom on? Oh, my mom's always, she, she's in Florida now, but she was a mainstay. She how, loves, how was that? She, she's like the size of Mike and gets ripped. You know yeah. what I mean? We've we done milligram challenges on the air, Are and she's calling out the champ, like, on the show. I'm like, what the fuck, mom? That's Dude, scary. What's, yeah. Okay, so anybody who listens to the pod knows that I talk all the time about how I don't smoke weed, I don't do edibles, they fucking freak me, they give me anxiety, I have panic attacks nonstop. Like, 10 milligrams of edibles will give me a panic attack. What kind of milligrams are you doing here? Uh, what are you well, talking well, about? The, yeah. Well, the milligram challenge, my friend, skinny guy, says he doesn't get high. I think because his body processes food like a snake. Like, he probably shits like little rabbit <laughs> shit. Okay. You know, like, yeah. so, so it goes through him quick. And it was the Hanukkah episode. I'm fucking medicating lockers, Rubens, just fucking getting yeah. them. He's punch bars, like thousands of milligrams. He didn't get high. Or people were saying he was high. So my mom called him out on the air. Next thing you know, she and him's in Florida 
she and him, I don't even know if that's English. But <laughs> so we had to put it out there like, hey, we need people for the milligram challenge. Yeah. This lady, T Sight, I never met her, came from Connecticut. She's the reigning number one contender. She ate 40, like 4,000 milligrams. These are absurd oh numbers. Oh, my These God. Are, but like, it's on the air. You watch me throwing bags of candy. Like, we're doing the math. Uh, my friend Morch came, did 3,500. I did like 25. And like, it takes days off your life. Oh, my God. Yeah. It, it, and. Those numbers are conservative because at one point I did a dozen cereal treats with distillate, which is like 100% THC, and it's like this clear liquid of hell. And, like, your mouth was coated with, like, this THC. Like, when Homer drank the wax in the Ghost Pepper episode on The Simpsons, and, like, that's even more. So we're probably, like, even higher than that. And it was wild. And this lady, T-Sight, came down from Connecticut out of nowhere. She's fucking drinking THC, smoking dabs. I'm, I'm like Oprah. I'm throwing milligrams into the crowd, and we're just doing the math throughout the show. It's fucking wild. These are absurd, absurd numbers. You know what I mean? That is... How are you alive? <laughs> Dude, his cameraman would go to the emergency room on, like, the oh, regular. Yeah, we... In that episode... We I'd had, have a panic attack. <laughs> I would be in a coma right now. You, oh, my God, dude. That, that episode, we had... Uh, he's my old... Part of it. We don't. We don't. I don't, don't want to plug him, but he's autistic, and the, okay. the other guy was like super autistic on the spectrum, and uh, a blind comic, Minaj, super cool. Those yeah. are the commentators: an autistic guy and a blind guy. <laughs> but the the camera guy, we did a podcast, and uh, like, oh, so you have some stuff for us? I'm like, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't thinking. I start giving it out. He's. He eats one, and they're all drinking a little, eating the edibles. An hour in, he starts doing like these like Fortnite dances, like 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 it looked like he was dancing. He, he was having a mental seizure, and he's like pacing back and forth. And he's like, "Tommy, I need water." I'm like, "Fucking, <laughs> giving him my gallon of water," and like I'm like, "Fuck, man!" Like you know what I mean? Like it's, I, I felt something was getting weird. Then he's like, "I need call nine one one." I'm like, "Yo, I don't even drink and do blow anymore." And I'm calling nine one one on one of my fucking friends. Fucking two EMTs show up, like, straight out of central casting for an Italian-Jersey combo. There were, like, two Italians, like, talking like like dice clay. You know what I mean? It was like, he's like, I can't breathe. I can't feel my testicles. Like, sir, you're breathing. Like, he's screaming, I can't feel my testicles. And, like, then they take him out. To, uh, like, you're not going to the hospital, Tommy? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was doing. I was grabbing my bag. I'm leaving. I'll see you guys later. One guy's puking in the corner. It was like something out of a movie. Holy shit. And uh, I go to the hospital. There's a cop car. I'm like, yo, I'll pay for your Uber. I'm not going in there. <laughs> and then he's, he got strapped down to a gurney because he's he thought his grandpa got hit by a bus. And I'm like, a double decker? He's like, how'd you know? And like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I paid for his Uber and yo. said sorry. <laughs> so he, what? How, how many milligrams was it that he had? It wasn't much, but it's just, I, I make strong edibles, you know? Like, you know what, like a hundred? Uh, probably a couple hundred. A yeah. couple, that's a lot. Yeah, dude. I took one at. Um, we did. We did like a golf at like the thirteenth hole in Rockaway. Yeah, it was a great show, and I remember when I. I remember whoever I walked in with. I go, dude, I'm not doing edibles. Had a great set. There was edibles on every table, like a kind of yeah. like a Dunkin' Donuts box full of them, <laughs> dude. Pop it in. I'm like, how bad, dude? I was rocked. I could be the kid I came with. Like, dude, I can't drive. I've had too many drinks. He's like, you good? And I was like. Yeah, but in my head, I'm like, I'm not good, dude. And I, I drove, but, but I drive slow. That's all I do. I don't drive like reckless. I'll drive extra slow on oh, edibles. Oh, that's, that's considerate of you to yeah. drive slow on edibles. Yeah, which I don't <laughs> normally do. And I don't really do edibles at all, so. Yo, that's crazy. I would die, dude. Oh, you'd, would. you'd be in a, you'd be in a, you'd be high for a couple of days off one of these edibles. <laughs> I'd Absolutely. be comatose. I yeah. took, the last time I took edibles was at my cousin's wedding. And I literally like was high the next day. And I was like, I hate this. I do not like yeah, this. Yeah, you do get a hangover from edibles. That's, I do anyway. Yeah. That's a freebie. Uh, yeah. somebody, there's so many cheap people in this world, and then I hear people complain about the free high the next day. I'm like, all right, but you were haggling me for the $10 for the cookie. And the next, and the, free, the freebie the next day you're complaining about? Yeah, it's but, five bucks, two for one. Dude, th um, oh, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, I think one of the worst times I took edibles, I always take them unmarked. That's like the Mike Kerrigan way to do it. Like, no clue. It was one cookie. I don't know who uh, my roommate gave it to me. I was like, dude, I probably could eat five of these. And I got on the Excella train to oh, Boston, yeah. and the uh, that's supposed to be extra quick. It was a snowstorm. Dude, it turned out to be an eight-and-a-half-hour train ride. I was Luckily, it was long because I was panicking for eight. I could, I'm glad I didn't get there in two hours. My mom picked me up as a grown man having a panic attack. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't tell her. You know, I'd just be all pale, like not oh, talking. God. But, yeah, that sucked. The, the first leg of the DMT tour was just a one state away, a couple states away, Rhode Island. And I had some cookies from an event, and I was leading off of my, my uh, I have a 
a merchandise joke. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I got some stuff in the back for you. And there were these old ladies that were hounding me. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, I was like, hey, listen, please just take one bite. She's like, oh, we eat like five milligrams. We eat six the other night. And I'm like, 30 milligrams. I'm like, sir, make sure your wife just nibbles wow. a corner of this cookie. And they were... Hey, listen, they, uh, I got rid of all those cookies, and I think about if I killed anyone in Rhode Island that night, because I had to. They're eating five milligrams, they ne- and the cookies taste good. They're never just going to eat oh. one bite. Older ladies, too. <laughs> that's my that's my problem with edibles, dude, because I want the cookie. I want the cookie. I want the candy. I want the cookie. And then you just put them around on the tables. It's it's a tease. I yeah. hate that. Now, I don't like it. How can the, because we always get, a, whenever we talk about weed and milligrams and doing oh, them, we'll get yeah, like, dude. the comments will blow up like, you're a joke. Like, I do this for, how can these guys, just so they know that if they ever want to hit you up directly for edibles, can they uh, hit you up? Yeah, uh, big tits, big pics. Message me, and then we'll take it from there. Is that on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram. Big tits, big, big pics. <laughs> and, uh, taking off YouTube. <laughs> yeah, because we'll have guys in the comments like, "Dude, I eat nine hundred milligrams for breakfast." Hey, it's listen. crazy, dude. And they probably some people do, and they're like, "I do ten dabs, and I'm not high." I'm like, "Yeah, well, you got a problem on your hands." Hey, that's that's the way they hate it. They hate when they I go. Hate it. Hey, listen, if you're an addict, just say it. <laughs> they <laughs> fucking get so mad. Oh God. Sorry, I interrupted no, you. No, no, no. I'm fucking always... I can't shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, I, hey, I love well, that. Well, this That's is the perfect. podcast for that. Now, Dylan would love to hear, I'm sure... Uh, we're in uh, Bushwick right now. The time that you met... Oh, yeah, dude. Mike Tyson. Oh, awesome, awesome. Yeah. I used to work for UPS, and around this time, I was already out of work with my work injury because yeah. I was off every summer. <laughs> I live on the beach. I ain't working. I work, <laughs> I work, with, I work with Caribbean dudes. I wear long pants and long shirts in the summer and I'm going to therapy complaining about that and the lady's like, why do you care? I'm like, because I'm sweating. I'm sweating right now. I don't do good in the summer but I was off every summer. You just get, you yeah. get hurt right before the summer? Yeah. At every doctor summer off, I lived on the beach. I was selling blow this. I didn't need to work. You know what I mean? I was making more money yeah. out of work than in work with the side insurance and yeah. fucking workers comp. It was, it was a whole racket. But uh, I got back and they were fucking with me because they knew they were mad. I, I took off another summer. Yeah. So they gave my route to a trainee and they threw me in Bushwick. And um, I'm going down Weirfield, somewhere like two, three blocks over. And I'm like, you know, the, the Brooklyn double park car situation, mm-hmm. which, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much shit wrong with the world, but we come together on alternate side of the street parking in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can just double park then. And I'm going around. I'm like, oh shit, this must be the neighborhood. Guy that looks like Mike Tyson. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, yo, he has the tattoo, too. I'm like, no, that is Mike Tyson. I'm like, oh, what up, Mike? I love you, brother. Gave him a pound. Yo, it felt like cinder blocks. I called my boy up. I'm like, yo, I just saw Mike Tyson. He's like, you didn't get a picture? I was like, fuck, he's right. So I had to go up, up and around. I come back. I double park the truck. I'm like, yo, Mike, big fan. Can I get a picture? And he's like, yo, his manager, his boy's like, yo, you know you look like Butterbean? And my manager, <laughs> my first day back from drinking and doing coke and eating, like, after I come down all so I would come back bloated. You yeah, know, bloated yeah. and red. And I was like, oh, my manager just said that to me this morning. <laughs> Took a picture. In the picture, his hands just cocked. Like, you know what I mean? You can Holy see. Holy shit. And, uh, you know, because around here, I got these big flat roofs it's great for uh running the pigeons and like there used to be a store on broadway that sold like pigeon feet like just specifically for pigeon stuff and that's a big thing for mike he grew up in uh brownsville which is right on the other side of broadway oh shit so Did like he he's really yeah so oh, he has man. roots over here and and probably ha- runs his pigeons and stuff dude that's how he one of his uh like how mike tyson became mike tyson is dude he got picked on as a kid right he was like a chubby kid dude some dude took his pigeon and twisted its head and that's like i think that's the first guy i think he knocked out he just knocked out and all the kids seen him do that and from that day on they were like you know he moved up in like the crime rankings dude he was like seven or eight or he was very young but he was a big kid yeah that's the first guy knocked out and for good reason dude what kind of psycho (laughs) twists the head off a kid's pigeon you know what i mean it's absolutely insane it's a that's such a different generation than our generation they're like yeah someone misgendered me it's like yeah someone murdered my pet in front of me my pet pigeon yeah dude that guy today would be in jail he'd be in prison oh yeah just call and fucking lock you up dude for killing an animal yeah and when you met mike this is like this isn't like new mushroom dmt mike this is like Right out of prison, face tattoo, yeah, Mike. Early, mid-2000s, mid I would say. Oh, so he'd been wow. out for a little while, but he was, but still, he was still super scary. Yeah, he was, uh, it was before he started just 
chilling out a little. Yeah, smoking like a pound of weed a day, and he's still like, re- he's still scary. Yeah, Dude, he's still and, ready and to I fight. love Mike. Oh, still ready watching. to fight. I like how you said that as if he's watching. <laughs> yeah, I just said it out loud, and as if he's gonna take offense and come and find the you. Minute, the minute I seen like as if Mike's watching like live, he's like, ah, oh, gotta. <laughs> he's like, go that pizza shit. <laughs> he just had Alex Jones on the show, but they they uh, broad they won't allow him to broadcast it. But why? Al- because this is Alex Jones. Alex Jones. But Alex broadcasted his interview with Mike, which is real cool. Mike's trying to get him to smoke uh, the toad. Sick. If you don't like edibles, Dylan, you don't even want to know What's about the, the toad? toad. Smoking the toad blood. Or no, the toad venom. I've heard of this. It's supposed to be very sim. Uh, it almost simulates you dying. Is that DMT? It is a form of like five something, five DOA DMT. It's like wait, like people who do DMT are like, that's too much for me. Wow. Yeah, it's a really? totally... You really do feel like you're, you're dead. Well, because that's what I heard is that uh, the reason people do DMT is because that's what your brain releases when you die. Yeah, I think the way the natives got into it was like they seen like an animal lick the toad, you know, or try to eat the toad, and it looks like the animal died, but then in an hour just starts, comes back to life. So kind of like, sim, that's its like defense <laughs> what a, mechanism. What a, what a crazy thing that like an animal, they see that an animal has this defense mechanism to stop other animals from hunting it. And they're like, let's fucking smoke that. Yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. kill it. Well, dude, when I was a teenager, it. that was exactly my mindset. <laughs> I smoked some, a lot of weird stuff, dude. When we, cause we couldn't get, we, you grew up, we and T, Big T are the same age. He grew up here, so we could probably get whatever we want. Like sometimes there would be what's called like a drought. The youth don't know what that is. That's when someone got busted up oh, up yeah. big in the chain and your town wouldn't have weed for a while. So we'd be reading this thing called like Anarchist Cookbook. We're like smoking peanut shells, <laughs> banana-like shavings. Oh, the banana one I remember. Yeah, and none of them worked, thank God. But uh, they're probably <laughs> terrible for you. And uh, yeah, so we would, we would do anything. Damn. So uh, yeah, when you met Mike Tyson, that that was that's the story. He was just like fucking cool just, to you. Was, yeah, he, like, was, uh, was he intimidating at all? Was he kind of like, what the fuck is this guy this, doing this, coming yeah. back? And the cinder block hands and the picture where it's cocked and like, because my friends made memes out of it, it uh, Butterbean versus Tyson, and they never <laughs> even fought, but they did it side by side. Some good Photoshop, and yeah. the guy's saying, "Hey, you, hey, you know, you look like Butterbean." So it it lightened the moment a little bit, yeah. you know. Because I bet, dude, that was he came out of prison and he was like even fucking he was like ripped. Right, he got yeah. like super jacked and like lean, and then like ready to fight. And I feel like he was like real angry. Dude, when they asked him prison. like how was prison, he's like, "I loved prison." You're like, <laughs> "Oh my goodness!" Like this guy is another type of dude. Well, he's done the toad sixty times. Jesus, man, really? Yeah, I thought like that's the type of thing I think most people do once, and then probably like some people three times. But he's you've seen him. Have you ever seen him eat mushrooms on the air? Yeah. Like he'll just put a fistful of mushrooms, and I always think, dude, oh, what's yeah, the rest that. of his day like? You know what I mean? Like, that's just part of your day. Like, he, I don't know what he does. I think he just goes home and hangs out with his family. I don't know what the hell he does. <laughs> that's not Like, for me, I'm going in the woods for 10 to 12 hours after that. <laughs> Years. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. I, had a, I had a comic grab some mushrooms from me, these gigantic penis envy, these albino Dude, huge, those are supposed to be one of the strongest. Some sh- people who, I, who are my mushroom people, like, yo, these are intense. Yeah. I took some. And I might have waited out wrong. Like, I came home. My girl came home. I was, like, under the blankets with a hood on, watching some, like, monkey documentary on fucking Netflix. She's like, you okay? I'm like, yeah. Like, just, they were, and in, in I'm a big guy. He ate 13 grams of them for whatever reason. Holy and his, shit. his girls texted me, like, what do I do? I'm like, feed him a banana and put on low music. I, I didn't know what to say. I shouldn't even have answered. You know what I mean? I'm implicating myself. And, like, oh. <laughs> like feed him a banana and low low music. And then, like, he sent me the video. And he, it's something like, all right. Right, we have a TV show. Show me how you think someone would act on 13 grams of mushrooms. He's just making weird noises. His tongue smacking like one of those like uh, those no. pug dogs, you know, that always stick out. <laughs> like I'm fucking like, yo, even eating 13 grams of something, that's like. That's insane. It's a lot of chewing. A lot of what fiber. Is, what, is, what is like the dose of mushrooms, like a starter dose? Half an eighth. So half of 3.5 grams. For a normal person, three point five. So half of set one point seven grams. One point seven grams is like the starter dose. When I was a kid, we used to do half eighths. Um, in oh, we would trip balls. What do they call that? Anything? There's like a they call it the god dose. That's like a, a I think uh, up seven. to a, a yeah quarter seven. Out. So that's two so, eighths, dude. Fucking way more than a normal person. That fourteen. Yeah. Jesus Christ! How many did you have when you were like fucking? I, 
I thought it was a half a gram. And like, even if I made a mistake wow. and added a 1.6 instead of a 0.6, I thought I took. And it was just really intense. And it, that was 13 grams. And like the video just, <laughs> the noises know, yeah. he was making, it sounded like a, a casino when you walked through the fucking slot machine. Yo. You know, all those noises. It was fucking hilarious. I, I hope she fed him the banana and put on light, light music. <laughs> we don't promote any type of drug use. These are all for, these are all cautionary tales on the Sea Otter Town Hall. That's another comment we get. Yeah. Is people go, we get people being like, you're a pussy. And other people being like, why are you telling kids to do this? We're telling We're kids. Nah. We're telling you, see, we're telling you so you don't do it. I mean, if you've yeah. heard the rest of our stories, they don't end with like us, like CEOs of a of a company here. <laughs> you know, yeah, most of them end up in a jail or like on a beach, just you know, yeah. passed out. Speaking of, have you ever uh, have you ever had any uh, encounters with the law? Have you ever been? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, what are we being at uh, the time? Uh, yeah, like fucking, uh, just so like just. <laughs> Besides the handful of times that I got assaulted, at, I defended myself and then laced someone up and then I get arrested. It's like... Are you mean lay someone like a cop? No, like be, like defend, oh, like beat oh, the yeah, piss yeah, yeah. out of them. Okay, you know what I mean? After okay. they hit me, like I have my own blood on my face from them hitting me just because they got the worst of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, come on, man. Like, it's so many times... Uh, DUI, my UPS uniform, my mom's house got raided. Stop, wait. You got a DUI in your UPS uniform? Yeah, just uh, not in the truck, but out drinking afterwards because yeah. I missed St. Paddy's Day. And they said my license plate light wasn't illuminated, which I didn't even know I had a license plate light. And they pulled me over and they're bringing me in central bookings. All the kids are running up to the cell like, man, they're arresting UPS. They're arresting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> they're so pissed. And uh, it was embarrassing, man. Like in your uniform, full browns, the vest, the whole thing. Oh, <laughs> God. Did you get in trouble for that at work? Yeah, I had to go through all these fucking programs and piss tests. and fuck. They kept you, though. Yeah, yeah, I had, I had one more strike after that. <laughs> <laughs> then they put me out as the white hand truck, they would call me. Because I was like the token white guy in my center. They put me <laughs> the, white, the white hand truck because I was the one I was the helper. Cause it's all oh, in the contract. Dude, 804, so teams to Hoffa, thank you. <laughs> dude, yeah, that's a union shit. It's fucking yeah. so hard to get fired. And like uh, one time uh, I cracked and I ate some ecstasy. And I was, I was begging the guy next to me, I'm like, yo, I need your piss, man. I got the, I got the class and it would piss test you for alcohol, but... Yeah. Everything else popped up, and, like, I had it in a fucking diet peach snapple bottle, put it under my testicles, my armpit, like, to try to keep it warm. I go there, and, like, Mr. Frow, this is a little cold. I'm like, nah, I just pissed. And I fucking ran out of there, and fucking, I used my one absence, and the next week was a Memorial Day we had off, and then when we came back in, he's like, I thought we were all men here, like, in front of the whole class, like, uh, we can't trust each other now. Now I got to watch everyone piss. And everyone's like, come on. And like, I'm sitting there whistling. Like, <laughs> like, it's all because of my fat ass. But I wasn't going down. I would have lost my job. Man. Yeah, dude, they can't. used to sell the, um, it was like a squeezed bladder. And in the tube, you just put it directly beside your, you know, your Johnson oh, there. Smart. And um, I know about that. Because we, we lived in the era. You're from the same, like, everyone was all, one of my friends was always getting tested. You know what I mean? It was always, and then, then the parents, once one mom found about it, they're like, oh, okay, you're getting tested on, the thing is, they would give us the date, big mistake. They'd be like, next Tuesday. It's yeah. like, all right, by then I'm going to have like six or seven people's piss hanging out in my basement, you know, by the radiator. But uh, yeah, that was the real way, was the tube thing, which well, I don't know anyone who It started with it. the drink. Remember the drink? Oh yeah, you had to, uh, you what was it called? Ah, it was so, they, I remember the, I know the exact, and then you had to drink a bunch of water after it was like, yeah. Something flush your system. They used to sell it where they sold the bongs. Yeah, it made you piss neon green. You know what I found out? All it was is it's a mega dose of vitamins that they put in it. So it like just blocks the test, I think. Oh, it just overwhelms it. Yeah, it's like loaded with B vitamins and all sorts of other garbage. I don't know if those even work. Did those work? No, it did. (laughs) I used it a lot. Vitamins or piss tests? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Then people then it graduated to the Wizenator, which Mike was talking about. Yep, then it graduated oh, to the Wizenator with the different color cocks. You know what I mean? So if you're black, Spanish, Chinese, white, you, they matched your <laughs> cock. And sometimes you go there and a white dick was out. You're like, all right, I gotta get the Puerto Rican one today. You know, it resembles me the best, the most. You know, like because if, if they look at your dick, it has to look real. You know, that was the Wizenator. Ontario Smith, the running back of the Vikings, got caught in the NFL doing that. Really? That's yeah. wild, dude. He would walk around with the fake. I know fireman friends that walk around with the fake dick. Well, Just there's one case? guy. No, yeah, yeah. It's fucked up. This burning. You're seeing people die. You can't go home and smoke a joint. But like, now you can't. If you get the medical card. It's a slippery slope with them because I still have friends that 
chance of pension and a fucking it's, it's weird that it's weird that now that it's legal because i used to work well i actually don't i've said it before but i used to be a prosecutor in massachusetts and like you couldn't smoke but then when it became legal there was this weird thing that they were like kind of treating it like alcohol i think it should be treated like alcohol now that it's legal it's like why can't i smoke like i'm not gonna drink at work but if i can't smoke yeah, but, when i get home like why yeah, when you go home but like yeah smoking at like how that would actually freak me out if like the well, actually I would like if the DA is smoking a bone. I'm like, this is the guy going to be prosecuting me. He's just like all like lackadaisical. Yeah. He's like, I'll let him go. Forget <laughs> about it. Dude, yeah, I will. I don't think I smoked while I was in before it got legal. I felt like a hypocrite. I, I didn't smoke weed while I was working there when it was illegal. I smoked before I got the job. And then after it became legal, I felt like a hypocrite, dude. I'm like, uh, you know, prosecuting people for marijuana. We used to throw all those out anyway. But yeah, like, but you wouldn't be prosecuting for a straight marijuana charge. It would usually be someone on probation, right? Distribution. Oh, really? That's like the when it would get not even serious. But I was like, dude, this is bullshit. But the the real reason they would prosecute people even for even after it became legalized in Massachusetts was uh, marijuana is because they the cops used to tell me is like. Marijuana is still the most dangerous drug when it comes to dealing. Why? Said, oh, you're talking about people um, like killing people because they, they said like it's usually like that's where the most ripoffs happen because the harder drugs like coke and heroin and that kind of shit they're usually more experienced and they have like more protection going on. Dude, the guys who are selling weed are either like young and dumb, and then or like it's at a level that's like crazy and no one's ripping them off but it's usually like the dumb college kid who's like trying to sell weed who gets fucking ripped off and gets his shit kicked in or robbed people are breaking into homes that's what they mostly saw so that's why they went after weed dealing when it was like yeah no violence illegal, i was always illegal. like just let who cares you know in my town yeah, yeah like it was ridiculous they, they would raid the um the cops raided the parking lot my freshman year when this the senior parking lot with dogs and ripped apart cars. Are you and, kidding? like, they came down. Yeah, they brought dogs to school. It, it backfired, so then they never did it again. But I'm like, they used to have helicopters flying over, like, this area of grassland near where I live looking for guys growing weed. I'm like, what a waste of tax money. First of all, it's not even that easy to grow weed. Like, if you do, you should be like, hey, you're, you're a real good gardener, bro. That's <laughs> did, they ever, did they ever catch anybody with the cars? In, no, no, no one what happened weed? is they... Um, there was these two Mormon kids. The old dude, my school, we all party. People would be drinking during yeah. school. These two kids, they're like the two kids who didn't drink. They were like Mormon or something. Their dad smoked cigars and the dogs alerted. And it was like a Mercedes Benz that he let them drive to school. They were like the, you know, like the best kids at our school. Yeah. And they ripped the leather up. Whoa. And they got so much trouble from that guy's dad that that like. So right the after my freshman did. year, the I knew I was like, trouble? it's on. Yeah. The, no, the cops got in trouble. So they're like, we're not doing that again you know they got <laughs> yeah, sued or something fucking mistake speaking of wasting taxpayers money you asked me if i got arrested queen's narcotics raided my mom's house this is after I, uh, I i got thrown out of my mom's house for kicking the shit out of my uncle for going to my weed stash and how old are you at this time <laughs> i was like 20 and uh I, I was i had a plenty of money but i didn't have a w2 so i i had to yeah. just fucking i had to move into a garage convert it into a a, a room with no kitchen yeah filling up water bottles in the shower <laughs> Oh. And then I got thrown out of that house. I had to move back home because I got arrested at this girl's school in the University of Hartford. They tried hanging me because it's a Commonwealth fucking promoting a drug factory because I had a scale and baggies, all this other That's shit. That's what you got arrested at the school for? Yeah, week. so that cost me like 35000 to get a fucking lawyer for that. So I had to move home and my, I don't know who I was. I was selling shit, but I didn't sell it to anyone like. I, I don't know who set me up or why the Queens yeah. Narcotics came, but they stopped my, my brother who looked a little bit like me. So mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, so they're watching me. So I started taking the Coke and going, to, I live on, it's the beach. I'd go on the other side of where I thought the property line was, this lady Marie, this older lady, and I would dig a hole and then bury it in the sand. I was that paranoid or hiding it in a, a, a like a soft cooler in this like summer house outside <laughs> washer dryer shit to keep yeah. everything out. And I'm like, oh, so it was like a little snake maze. I knew everywhere. So I, I would ride my bike and not go to the main part where, you would uh, park your car because it's yeah. right on the beach. And I'm like, all right, I know ways around this. And then fucking came home one day after fucking partying, getting a haircut. I would do blow and just drink and get a haircut, put on a show. Yeah. And they came running out like 21 Jump Street guy with a ponytail. And I had like <laughs> I had like the Nextel work phone, the big black one. Yeah. I had the North Face. Like, what is that? 
I don't know, maybe white privilege, I didn't get shot because it looks like a butt end of a gun. Those big old Nextel oh, black work yeah, phones, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And then they're like, where's the shit? We're going to fucking destroy your mom's home. My mom's in there just like w washing her hands, cleaning me. I, my aunt dying <laughs> of cancer, the name of that stopped by. I just oh. felt so embarrassed. I'm like, officer, and they hear this all the time, but I got 10 bags of weed there. I just got a haircut. I was going to come home, drink some beer, and watch the family guy. And there'd probably be six bags if you came later. And they charged me with disorderly conduct because they had such egg on their face because it was like a big production. Wow. And I got nothing because i was on to him i hit everything outside the house wow <laughs> but dude. my mom threw me out anyway holy <laughs> shit dude that's fucking damn so they never caught what did they call what did they charge you with disorderly for i was very orderly it needed to that's, charge me yeah. with something and that got thrown out as soon as you yeah it was a yeah, release on ror and yeah. i paid like maybe like a 200 dollar fine or whatever it was yeah. It was because they had such egg on it because it wasn't the 100 precinct, the local. It was the Queens Narcotics. Yeah. You know what I mean? They came down. They felt so stupid. It's yes. one of my shining moments in life. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was always told, I, I was told if you want to get away with dealing drugs, deal on weekends only. Really? Yeah, I never heard that. A lot of the units don't work on weekends. They do all their that. recon during the week. I shouldn't probably say that on this pod, <laughs> but you know. Yeah. They said, they, they, I remember one of the cops was like, yeah, if you want to get away with dealing, but no one has that discipline. Like, what are you going to just be like, nope, sorry, can't help you. Call me on Saturday. Like, <laughs> you got to deal Saturday only. That's it. Friday night, Saturday night. And, so, yeah. Some deals have hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah. uh, you talk about the robbery part. One of the most famous oh, ones, yeah. the, uh, she had a small role or in Dirty Dancing, and they were selling weed above the Cat's Deli, and they kicked in the door. This is going back to the 2000s, late 90s. Well, early 2000s, and... High-end weed, you know, pound four, yeah. four thousand, whatever it is. You get a couple of them. That's a nice score. You know what I mean? So you're right about the that yeah. aspect of it. You know what I mean? Like people, it's the other stuff more higher up. Probably more guns involved on both sides. So it's like, all right, we both got to be cool. But some guy with a digital scale and a couple of pounds yeah. of high-end exotics, you know, that's yeah. an easy hit. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be saying that on the <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, that's. Uh, but that, I remember that's what they said. They were because I was like, well, what's the big deal with weed now that it's legal? Like, who gives a shit? And they were like, well, dude, we're still seeing a lot of like most of the violent stuff that has happening with drugs is related to weed. Uh, yeah, which is the one part that's that's what I hate. I, I liked when I was I smoked a lot of weed. I hated dealing with. Um, and we had to, when we were younger up until we got to maybe like almost high school, once we were in like freshman, sophomore year, and we were up with the older kids, we were fine, but we, we were dealing with a lot of criminals. Like I told you the story about oh, the, yeah, like yeah, those yeah. guys that we were hanging with. Like, and it was like unnecessary ripoff guys. I'm like, dude, if you would just sell weed, you'd make more money, you sc but they just couldn't do that. You know, they all, they, they wanted to rip some, they always wanted to rip somebody off. Yeah. And like, they'd always have like, these would be like, not real criminals, but kind of like criminal. They'd always have like a gun and you just like, I wouldn't I would never deal with them whenever possible. But my buddy who would pick up pounds, like they'd always be ripping you off. They'd put a, that was brickweed back then. We were dealing with Mexican brickweed. So they put like a rock in the pound, you know, and you wouldn't until you open it up. That's bullshit. Yeah. They would like all sorts of crap. One guy lost his wedding ring in a pound. Right. So he, and he put a rock in it. So we, he ripped my buddy off, but he lost his ring when he's bagging it up oh. and he called him. He's like, Oh, you didn't happen to find my like rent, my four thousand dollar ring. We're like, yeah, and we also found a rock. And he's like, really, dude? I don't know how it got in there. I'm like, you don't know how a rock got in a bricked up pound? You know, they'd be like pubic hair, and it was disgusting. <laughs> That's what I don't miss. That's what I like about the legalization is like you shouldn't have to deal with criminals to get weed. That is nice. That is pretty nice. Yeah. It's, it's all professional now, dude. I want to go to Starbucks to get coffee. I don't want to have to go to some guy's garage, you know, <laughs> and have him make me a cup of coffee. I'd like to go to a professional setting, someone who knows what they're doing, and they're like, this will not make you have a panic attack. I'm yeah. like, great. But people are, like, you walk around the streets now, and you see people like, you're like, you are too high right now. They're just chief in joints everywhere <laughs> you go. And, and the weed is super strong, so they're, like, out of their minds. One thing we talk about on here, too, I don't know if you have any stories, is uh, interactions with homeless people, people on the train. Do you, I feel like you, oh, I, do you have any interactions with people like that? I, I love my, one of my uh, uh, greatest thing, favorite things to do, greatest, famous things to do, uh, favorite things to do, I'm fucking just mincing words. I smoked, <laughs> I smoked a pre-roll from the car on the way up. I just <laughs> ripping one down, like you said, chief in joints. My, one of my favorite things to do, yeah. homeless guy, yo, man, let me get some money for some food, whatever. No, no, here. Take this fruity pebble treat. Take this cookie. So now the oh, homeless no. guy oh, eats dude. the edible. <laughs> An hour later, 
performance enhancing drugs. Now he's harassing some family from Ohio and Times Square. Yo, man, I need some money for food. And like, it just <laughs> brings him up another notch of like, yo, he's really serious this time. He doesn't want crack. He needs food. He's uh, starving. And I just think about the mayhem. I I, I uh, start by giving these homeless guy edibles because like, that's part of their, their shtick. I need money for food. And now they really fucking mean it. <laughs> Oh, dude. Do you tell him it's drugs? Sometimes. <laughs> dude, you're just out here causing chaos. Dude. Chaos in the streets, man. As I drive back to Rockaway on the beach and just listen, listen to the oh, water my. just crashing against the shore. And this guy's just causing mayhem in midtown. I did a similar, not Jesus. not nearly as crazy, is uh, I used to... I used to love to swipe people in because I got a monthly. Mm -hmm. I was swiping everyone in. And there was a couple times like I'd swipe it and I'd look in the guy's eyes and I go, oops, that was my bad. He's, you know, right away going <laughs> on the train to cause mayhem. <laughs> oh, God, that's fucking good. I, uh, do you mind if I just backtrack a little? Yeah, do it. Mike mentioned the Mexican brickweed. Yeah. And it just clicked in my oh. head. This is pre 9 11. It's probably like 98 because my friend, that's when I went. I didn't go to college. I went to Kingsborough Community College twice. And uh, my friends, they went to Yavapai College in, like, by Flagstaff in Arizona. Yeah. My aunt lived in, like, Scottsdale. So I was selling ecstasy back then. And just legit, before 9-11, everything was, it was very different. Just do the E-bombs in the backpack my, of my Jansport. You know what I mean? Not even yeah. hiding it. And we get there, and, like, her friend was selling this Mexican weed. It was, like, three fifty for, like, a half pound. I'm like, yo, this is great. We're eating ecstasy. I never met up with them, but me and my uncle were eating ecstasy in the garage. We, I probably came back with 35, and I had this half a pound. And she worked for, I'm not going to name the airlines, because I don't want her to get her in trouble. She works there. And I'm, like, sumo wrestling the, the, the weed under my balls and pouch with duct tape. And like, I'm like, I'm like 17, 18, you know what I mean? And I fucking get through, I'm walking, they're laughing at me. Like, you know what I mean? And like, no. I have these E-bombs in my book bag, not even hidden. And then I get on the plane, I take it off, and I throw it in my bag. The whole plane smells like weed. And like, yo, I could have gotten a lot of trouble, you know? <laughs> 35 hits ecstasy, half a pound of weed strapped under my ball. And the, you can smell it on the plane, I remember. Like, Holy thank, shit. These fucking terrorists ruin everything, you cock. Suckers, never forget. They did. They did. Uh, flying is like the fun of flying is ruined. Yeah, they really ruined uh, interstate drug deal. Right? <laughs> it was a good deal, man. I made a lot of money on that. Yo, that's fucking nuts. Oh, so what? What kind of what drugs? So you've you've sell weed now legally. Uh, you you've dealt. Ecstasy. What are the drugs that you've interacted with? And every, had to, every, uh, everything except for the the dirty pills, heroin, and guns. That's you good know? shit, dude. That's <laughs> like, hey, listen, that's responsible. That's respectable. That's a responsible. Like one, yeah, that other stuff. That other stuff. Do my service for the yeah. country. <laughs> when you're slinging like the other stuff, like you're you're like I like I've heard stories of guys like they get you hooked on pills and then what they'll do is uh. They'll just drop a bag of heroin, like uh, on one your of our couch. Buddy, one of our buddies, yeah, has a buddy told me that. that story. Yeah, he was he was just getting off pills, and the guy the guy came by, and uh, he was like, "Oh, let me use your bathroom." And he left a little bag of heroin on the on the countertop, and he called them, and he was like, "Hey, man, you left something here." He goes, "Oh no, that's cool. I I must have dropped it. Just keep that." And he fucking threw it right in the fucking toilet. Wow. Yeah, I hate seeing people junked like, up on that stuff. You know what I mean? You bullshit. can. I mean, people justify it how they justify it. It's like you're not making them do it, but like I, I would never want my, I don't deal anything, but I don't want my hands, you know, anywhere near that. Yeah, the fun stuff, you know, let yeah, people like have coke. fun. Cocaine. <laughs> like, listen, it ruined my life because I couldn't get out of my own way, and then to drink it and. But it was such a fun time from the end of the 90s to like 2010. It was like the 80s. So maybe in Rockaway, everyone was yeah. doing Rockaway blow. is a different, you're in a different Bro. zone. Yeah, like, what I, was that like? A Rockaway in the 80s? Oh, no, no, no. It in felt the like the from oh. the end of the 90s to the like 2010, tw a little like maybe 2015. Like that's when I stopped. Like yeah. I don't think people do it as much. I don't see the scene. Like, yeah. But like I remember my friend's dad came down to the beach. He's like, yo, who's holding? I'm, I look around. I'm like, who's not holding? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, because I would just, I had, I had people doing it for me because I wasn't doing comedy yet, but I was. 
a stool, like after hours or just my shtick once I was jacked up. Like people were trying to buy a blow for me and I'm like, bleh, 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 talking and like, Tom, they've been there for an hour. And I'm like, hold on one second, dripping sweat, no shirt on. So I had to have other people sell it for me because either I was partying somewhere and you couldn't find me unless you were with me. You know what I mean? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or I just wouldn't shut the fuck up. And like, fucking, I, listen, if you're a Coke dealer, if you see him have a bag of Coke and it's not in rice, he doesn't care about you. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like when you put a phone in a bag once it's, when it's yeah. wet? In this humid fucking New York summer that coked up, it's all gunked up. I would oh, have bags of rice. People would wait, like, their parents like, he's coming home with this empty bag of rice. You know what I mean? Like, these kids are like, their parents are probably like, what does this bag of rice mean? Because I give a fuck about my customers, and I want that moisture to be out of the Coke so you get some nice powder up your nose so you can consume it all, and we can have a good fucking time. You know what I mean? Like, again, my service for the community. Dude, yeah. <laughs> Listen, these are things I had no idea about, and... You know, let me say, very respectful. We're highly uh, against uh, drug use on this podcast. We are. Again, cautionary tales. Cautionary tales, my friends. <laughs> if you think it's cool, look how they make it down in uh, South. Look Ooh. at one of those YouTube videos. You'll never do it again. It's really? disgusting. They it's make bad? it with diesel gas. Oh, you were telling battery me battery acid, bro. You're, yeah, you were talking about It couldn't be any filthier. I'm like, could you get anything? They're like, is there any, like, uranium you could somehow use in this process? <laughs> I swear, some of it's not even necessary. Oh, that's crazy. That's yeah, wild. I've learned, and you'll learn a lot. Of, I learned a lot about these the uh, change, and also from uh, Joey Diaz, which you probably, which is a bad sign of the times when you're learning things from Joey Diaz. <laughs> I was actually quoting him last night on my podcast. Yeah, I think I seen that. <laughs> He's uh, I I listen to him like I'll be making edibles in the kitchen. I always have a podcast on, and like some of the things, like we live such a life like the same, and I'm like. Yo, how the fuck, like, now I can't talk about something that happened in my life because he did it. Like, he's talking about, remember back in the day in the middle of the magazine, Columbia House? Mm, like, BMG? Okay. It was a, for the younger folk in the magazine. Oh, magazine. A magazine yeah, I don't was know what a, that is. So. Uh, <laughs> well, I know what a magazine is, but I don't know BMG, was, Columbia House. Yeah, in the middle would, like, get a little CD. I'm, going, I'm really dating myself. Yeah. <laughs> Magazines and CDs were popular in the 90s, and it was a thing because they were expensive. You get eight CDs, but buy the next one at the regular price of like twenty three dollars. You know what oh, I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. So, okay, yeah. So I would sign up for them. I lived in the beach in a sort of summer community, and I would just fucking line them up to all these people's houses that I knew didn't live there. Oh, I had so stacks, towers of CDs, like music of bands I heard of, like maybe three non blondes, but I didn't even like them. I just did it because I heard them on the radio. Like, and I remember going to fucking uh, class uh, school. My dad's like, yo, what's in your book bag? I'm like, books. He's like, you don't use books. I had all the empty boxes and he opened it and he just kicked my ass. It's a federal crime. And Joey Diaz <laughs> did this. Like, but there's so many parallels of stuff and the coke. I never kidnapped anyone like him, but like, I'm like, fuck, how the fuck do I talk about this? And then someone's gonna think I'm stealing his fucking stories. Like, dude, no, if you're telling your own stories, totally not. Like, that's unstealable. That's why, like, when people write jokes now, it's like, oh, that's like an even if it's an original thought, someone could have that parallel thought. Dude, you're telling your own stories unstealable unsteal if it's similar who gives a shit dude everybody's doing stories about dating apps and fucking i love food and like it's just pretty much my whole set, you know? <laughs> trying to lose weight i mean everybody's doing those yeah, jokes yeah, yeah. you're talking about stuff that's so interesting i mean who gives a shit if one other guy is talking about it i uh i just I, I, like i chose to do my podcast last night, last night by myself yeah i'm like all right i'd rather do 35 minutes of talk and then Going, I was gonna go drive to Brooklyn to Eastville to work on this. I got like people talk. Some comics get on stage talking about not getting laid. I'm like, I've been getting laid looking like this since the '90s. I even had two girls propose to me looking like this. You know what I mean? Like I got married for money once when I was getting sued from one of the guys that hit me first, and then this psychopath that started blowing me and asked me to marry her. Like if I said no, <laughs> the fucking Wait. the blowjob would have stopped. You know, like so I I wanted to tell this story and it's fun. It's yeah. It's there's two things, but it's like. You know, sometimes someone gets up at a mic or a show and they start telling a story. And it's like Jesus Christ. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna start incorporating some of these stories that I live. Listen, I paid a lot of money for legal fees and, and shit like that. How so much I'm, do you think you've spent over the years, over your lifetime, on legal fees? A uh, hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. The Connecticut one alone was thirty-five. That's a lot. The one case where I, it was ten thousand, to and I got it dropped out of harassment too. A violation, not a crime. And I'm like, I want to fight this. He hit me. And my lawyer's like, it's more money. Like, this is a good plea. A couple of weeks later, my sister calls me. Got some paperwork in the mail. I was, remember, I was in East New York delivering packages, like a Dumont in Cleveland, I remember. And she said, I'm reading, she's reading it to me. I'm like, hold on, I'm getting sued? So I called the law firm up. That was 35000 for a civil lawyer. You know what I mean? Let alone the Yo, DUI, yeah. the other assaults. 
My mom, oh, that one was only a couple hundred, but it just a lot of different times. Like it adds up quickly. When two were thirty five thousand, that's seventy, and then the other one was eighty, like close Plus, to a hundred thousand. Yeah, court fees, all yeah. that shit. Not only legal fees. Damn. Yeah, man. and like that crazy ex that was sucking my dick and asked me, me to marry, and I yeah. said yeah because like if you say no, the blowjob stops. You know what I mean? So that one, I would tell her all the time, like yo, I paid this much, and like she she tormented my life. To where, like, I, I, like, I was, I, I don't do any bad things anymore. You're gonna call the cops on me? Like, you're yeah. hitting me. You know what I mean? Then eventually, she made me hit her with my car. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, this classic like, broad made me hit her with the car. <laughs> oh no! It never ends with that, dude. What? You hit her with your car? Oh, she sort of lunged at it <laughs> with a lock and chain, like. Oh yeah, you know. I wouldn't. I've actually seen God. this this happen um, with a crazy girl who like jumped in front of a car, but. The way it happened, there was guys, we didn't see their lights were off in a parking lot across the way. So from their point of view, all they seen was us. I was not driving. I wasn't even involved. And uh, hit this girl who actually did jump. She was psychotic. Jumped in front of a car. And I was like, when they came over, I'm like, this is not going to go well. Listen, if you hit anybody, it's not not your fault. <laughs> That's, you well, know, no, it's it's pretty much. It can be their fault. It's hard to explain to people who haven't seen it happen, but like, these people are, they're out of their mind. Can I, can I try to explain? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think yeah, yeah. Psychopath destroyed my apartment a week before, yeah. assaulted me. We came back from lunch one day. I came too quick, which is not even a slight. You know what I mean? I came. I won. You know what I mean? Like, it's, she busted my balls. I said, no, what? Get the fuck out of here. I'm done here. And you yeah. were saying about me coming too quick. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, the next day, she's like, I'm coming to get my bike. I'm like, you're not coming here destroying my apartment. We were fighting. Yeah. So, I go, I, br I throw a bike in the back. I bring it to a place. I come I come up. She was a psychopath. She had. She looked like a Marvel character. She had this, like, velvet cape on with a bikini <laughs> blown in the wind. And, like, I'm like, throw, I'm, like, taking the bike out. And now she's going running towards my car. I'm like, she's going to grab my phone. She takes the keys and threw them over the fence. She uh, was renting the side basement apartment. So yeah. she had that driveway. Then it was like an L shape, like a Tetris piece on yeah. a big sprawling old Rockaway house. And so she threw it in the yard. The, the guy had a bull mastiff and a Rottweiler. So now I'm walking towards the back. She's like, yeah, yeah. She's rattling the fence. Attack, attack. I'm like, fuck. I'm looking at her. I'm looking at the fence. I'm like, my UPS instincts came out. I'm like, I know dogs. I, I'm good with dogs. So yeah. I open the fence. I'm like, good boys, good boys. They come running up from the side. Just start licking me. I'm like, all right. So uh, I settled that for it. Now I got to find the keys in this sprawling yard. I find the keys. I come back. The psychopath locked the gate. And I had such adrenaline. I looked at her. I grabbed the top of the fence. It was like six, seven foot. I, I wish I was on video. One leap. I grabbed it. <laughs> so now I'm running to my car. And she's fumbling with the lock. And, like, it's like a white, like, you, know, you know, in a scary movie. Like, start the car, start the car. Like, I couldn't start the car. The fucking chain was. And, like, now she's walking to the car. Like, Michael's Mar is real slow. She opens the door. I get his car started. I drop into, like, second gear. I go. It's a dead-end street. because She lives, like, right by this marina. So I turn around. She has, like, steam coming out of her nose with the lock and chain. Like, the Chicago Bull mascot. <laughs> she comes up. She starts hitting the light of my car. I'm like, what the fuck? I reverse back. Oh. Now my Madden instincts kick in. I see a little light to the left. So I L2 and I she lunges at the car. Boom. I look her in the mirror. She, <laughs> she gets up and I see her in the mirror going like this. Like, I'm going to get you. Like, you know what I mean? In the rearview mirror. I'm like, I'm about, I, I blow the stop sign. I'm like, yo, I don't even drink or do blow anymore. I'm hitting bitches with my car. You know Jesus, I mean? dude. So I got home. I fucking threw all my shit my bike. Like, like just supplies for the day. I got the fuck out of there. And then she wrote all these lies about me on my door and the side of my car. And oh, <laughs> Did she call the police? Nah, she just destroyed oh. my shit. Hey, listen, it could have been worse. <laughs> but it then it could have been worse. Then we were done. I was done at that point. Yeah. And then she's like all week trying to get my attention. Then Friday said she was gonna harm herself. She had so I had to go there. Oof. I go there, of course we fucked. The next day, I'm a new person. This she put her little mini miniature pincher that would drive around and sell weed with in the car. I love this dog. And she put it out in the yard. The bull mastiff opened that back gate and they killed the dog. Get the fuck out. Like, you don't fuck with life. You don't say, I'm going to take my life to get me to come there. I'm a good person. Like, I know I just said I hit someone in my car, but she lunged. She, fuck that. She, I was a good person. And, like, then you sacked the, the guards or whoever took your dog because you said you got me there by saying you're going to take your life. And then that's a chain of Yo. events. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, then I had to sit there with the dead dog. She's hugging it in the shower. It was, like, traumatic. Dude, that's a, that's a, that's a full-on nightmare. <laughs> that's a, yeah. Oh, my God. Bull Massive just fucking yeah. eating a little. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're a big dog, dude. Yeah. What's the, the big, are you a dog guy? 
I can't pick up the shit. I keep seeing these. <laughs> I don't even wipe myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm a yeah bidet, welcome I'm to a the big, couch. Big bidet guy. No, big bidet oh, guy. Oh, I love I got a two bidet. bidets. Two I bidets. love a bidet. Listen, I don't have time. You know, you, it, it gets it. Uh, the, it's great. The whole process, the schmearing, the taunt. Like, it, when I had to do it, it's like, what the fuck are these people doing? Like, when I, when I was on the road, I'm like, the fuck is wrong with people? Why are they still doing this? Yeah, and they should have bidets at rest stops. Those would be a, <sighs> mm-hmm. those would be a treat. Oh, yeah. I mean, they should have, you know, they should have. <laughs> imagine a rest stop bidet, dude. Uh, they should have fucking. Be some homeless guy washing his face in there. on the doors at rest stops. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. let's start there. Okay, Michael? I'd like, rather go in the woods, to be honest with you. Let's, let's fill up. up all the glory holes before we start <laughs> installing bidets, you oh. know? Oh, man. <laughs> you clean the mirrors. How we doing? Uh, we got time, dude. We're only at 51 minutes. All right, let's rock yeah, it, baby. Yeah, we got, we got time. Um. Dude, that's so funny. Wait, the, so the first girl, I, I have a couple things. I, the first girl you married for money? Yeah, um, when I found out I was getting sued, Yeah, I just, everyone on that block wasn't getting their package. I was so mad. I was just fucking putting sticky notes on the door, taking the package and launching it in the back of the truck. But now, once I called the law firm, like, yeah, $35,000. I'm like, yo, I paid ten for the criminal. They go, yeah, wow. civil's a lot more. I'm like... Forty-five for me getting hit. I got hit. You know what I mean? Like, Damn. so then like a gift from God or my dad was looking down on me. Ten minutes later, guy from work, this Colombian dude, uh, was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" I'm like, "Fucking working." He's like, "Hey, you want to?" They just told it. Seemed like he was just bullshitting. We're like, "Hey, you want to get married?" I'm like, ah, "Maybe one day if I meet the right girl." Like, I He goes, "No, no, no, my cousin." I was like, "Oh, hell's yeah! <laughs> I gotta come up with thirty-five thousand. No. I'm a degenerate gambler with no bread." You know what I mean? Dude. <laughs> That's something that I've heard a lot. There are comics who have done that, marrying for uh, marrying for money in that sense. Oh yeah, I've heard about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Um, that and then that's the other thing is you, Kerrigan said you're a big gambler, which yeah, I yeah, fucking yeah. I yeah. love that. I'm taking a little break after that. Yeah. Fly out on the bridge. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I yeah. Want to get Dude, into that's it. I mean that's a great. Do you want to talk about that? Kerrigan <sighs> told me that story. Are you upset by that? Yeah, because oh. I, I was so hard. I was hosting a 420 show. Listen, I, I... Can you tell the story? Yeah, can you tell the story? <clears throat> it was the playoffs with the Sixers and the Raptors a couple days earlier. I like betting the first round of the playoffs because there's usually some some good bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shittier teams are on their way out, you know. So I took like a $3,000 bet. I turned it into nine, and then I turned the nine into 30, and then I put 30 on a three-teamer with the last team being the Raptors uh, versus the the... Sixers versus the Raptors, game three, and I paid one hundred thirty thousand. <laughs> so I'm hosting the four twenty show, and I'm just ripping blunts, blunts. It was a fun show. Picked the boys up, and I forgot I hedged it. You know, I hedged it with it on DraftKings yeah. on a different site, and I hedged it with the street, and with a guy in the street, and we're going over the bridge. First, they're off before the game. They're offering me sixty thousand, and I already had a whole thing where I left like seventy thousand on the table between. Bets I cashed out early because I pussied out, and I, they wind up hitting because mm-hmm. it's an algorithm. You're playing the it's a computer against a stupid human. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like with emotions and greed, which I try to have none of emotion. You know what I mean? Like, and we're going over the Williamsburg Bridge. It goes to over. They were down ten and a half. They came back, and I'm like, yo, they're offering me sixty thousand. And after the, all the hedges, I wasn't thinking that I should have just let it ride because the hedges would have fucking covered the money I laid out and then some, yeah. and. I left 130000 on the table, and I cashed out. And by the time with the hedges, I was almost back to point A. And it's my own fault. I shouldn't have been so high. I should have just fucking let it ride. Let it ride. And it's not even hindsight. It's because I did the due diligence of hedging. Hedging is going, and I put money on the Raptors. I had the Sixers. Okay. So it, I was guaranteed myself money either way, but I wasn't thinking because I was so fucking high from hosting a 420 show. Dude. <sighs> so you I, ended up you ended up losing money, or you ended and then up I started not chasing, making as much? I, I did not make it as much, but then I started, that was in my mind. And then the last day of the year, I was pounding fucking bets where I almost hit for 200,000. I was one, I went four out of five on three different parlays, the Dallas Mavericks against the fucking Spurs in the first half, and they wound up routing them. And these are huge numbers, but yeah. I was betting fucking five teams with the not with the spread. That pays uh if you put 2500, it pays like fucking 70,000. I had three of them. You know what I mean? And the fucking Mavericks first half against the Spurs no. and that was just chasing and I'm just I'm done right now. I'm done right now. I'll do, <laughs> Good I'll, thing. do these, I'll do these yeah. small Player props that I, I need a break. I need I mentally burnt out. You what's know what I mean? the uh, what's the biggest bet you've ever won? Uh, Lifetime. 
well, I, I had a, a sick run where I went to Vegas right before the pandemic, mm-hmm. and I hit him for like like a buck and a half. Wow. And then we had to prolong the trip. And then my boy's like, yo, we have to go back. I was paying for everything for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Going to Spago three times a day in Bellagio, <laughs> just eat, living it up. He's like, can we go to Chick-fil-A? Because he loves Chick-fil-A. We don't have it in New York. Oh, I'm like, so, so oh, where we live in Rockaway. Yeah, yeah. And we prolonged the trip. And then we come back. We eat like 500 milligrams each, get on the plane. I'm like, yo, Steph Curry doesn't stop shooting. We took my car, was parked at JFK. Like, yo, we're hitting the night games. Went, drove all the way to the Meadowlands. This is before it was legal. Yeah. Hit him there for another fucking 60000 And Oh, uh, my God. Then this year, I had a good run. I was paying my friend 100 a bet, one bet a day, because he lived in Jersey. He has mm-hmm. a family. I can't. Boom, boom, boom. I keep, like, an animal bet. And uh, I hit him, like, the beginning of January for, like, 100 in one day. The most I wanted one day was, like, 100000 on a Sunday. Wow, dude. And then... New York legalized it. I have a bad January because <laughs> winning was never an issue. It was always giving it back. When I had the bookies in New York, when I did bet through them, it's like, oh, you win a bunch of money. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, the, it was a max $500 bet. Now they ma- put it up to 3000 And, of course, I can't control myself. I wasn't happy till everything was maxed out, and I would give it all back and then some. And, like, winning was never hard. It was giving it back, and that's what I dealt with with the legalized gambling in New York or – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we fucking, I can't control myself. And I hurt myself after chasing that from the buck 30. And it was times on the trip, I'm like, all right, West Virginia's legal, Virginia's legal, Cleveland's not. And, like, that time when we drove through the night, <laughs> I was trying my hardest because the game started at 1 the next yeah. day to get through Cleveland, get to a motel, and then hit the road and try to get to West Virginia no. or Virginia to put the bets in. <laughs> Dude, that's... <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna pull over big team. I'm like, no, we gotta get there. We have a show. <laughs> You're trying to make they're trying to make the show. You're like, I gotta fucking put a five hundred dollars on Steph Curry. Oh, and then that's nuts. Dude. Then after the buck thirty, we get we had I put a uh I took a bunch of the sixty out and I put like a ninety five hundred dollar it was like whatever like the not the 10,000, like a odd number. Yeah. So I let it ride on a three-teamer. And then when we were in uh, Newport, Kentucky, I had the fucking, the one game the Hawks win. The heater up 10. I fucking prematurely ejaculate, which you never do with gambling. And I fuck with the guards. And I get up there at the end of the show. I'm like, hey, listen, that parlay I was talking about earlier, because I talk about it during my set. Yeah. I'm like, it's hidden. Drinks on me. They came back Yo. and they lost, and that paid forty five thousand. That remember that one? That fucking hurt. That one hurt. Oh, <laughs> so shit. twice in a, in a matter of a month, I was looking at two hundred thousand in two like two days. That would pay off my law school loans. Yeah, Jesus it, 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 and then it put me in a little downward spiral, and it just it, it hurt. And I'm done now. That's so, great. Till least September. October. That's probably why you're sleeping better, dude. That stuff's no good for anxiety. Oh yeah, I, I sleep horrendously. Yeah, yeah and that like, and the thousands of milligrams of edibles. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the eating afterwards. Like yeah. Ten thousand calories, and then from my esophagus to my asshole, it's just processing food. So my body thinks we're up. <laughs> they think it's lunchtime. It's fucking two in the morning. So I wasn't sleeping from that. Probably heartburn, indigestion, all that yeah, shit. Dude, you, eat, you eat edibles, and I'm not a big eater. Like uh, in general, you'll eat edibles. You'll wake up to take to like go to the bathroom. You'll just go in the fridge and eat anything. You can just it, it makes your appetite go insane. Dude, I've never heard anybody say from my esophagus to my asshole <laughs> everything's processing. Hey, the food. kid can eat, I'll tell you that that's, right now. Dude, that's a, I've never heard anyone say that and I've legit felt that way before and I've never been able to put it into words. <laughs> oh my god. And, oh, and with the middle of the night shit, it's like you always chew the stuff that is so bad for your teeth, like the like maybe the the goldfish that just gets stuck oh, in your teeth yeah. and it's just gonna rot all night. There's Hogging. never something like just easily processed through your mouth. There's always something that's gonna cake up. Like it's I don't know why it's like a brownie. Yeah, <laughs> just just shit in your Oreo. teeth when you wake up. It's like my oh. buddy had a roommate who used to uh, sleep eat. Like sleepwalk, but he'd eat in his sleep, and you really? know he sleep eat because uh, you know, like he'd have the lunch meat, so he'd have like a pound of turkey for work, and it'd be a bite through every single <laughs> piece of turkey. Like you know what I mean? You like you ruined the whole batch. You can't even hide bite. that, dude. You oh, can't no. even hide it. Yo, and look, it was so funny. The the white trashness in me, high as fuck in the middle of the night, and you have deli sliced yellow American cheese. Like come oh, yeah. on, you can just sit there eating cheese like it's Dude. yellow American when you're high as fuck. Every time, I don't know what it is. Every time I go home to see my family, it's just fucking, I love the deli meat. A little bologna, a little ham, a little cheese. Munster, kryptonite. I, like, I could I like eat Munster cheddar. all day. 
I like the cheddar. Cheddar's Ooh. good too. Cheddar's yeah. slices now. I'm not doing the Cracker Barrel one anymore, which is my dad used to do the old school Cracker Barrel. Yeah, that's an old school but thing. Cracker yeah. Barrel comes sliced now with these little pieces. Oh yeah, of yeah. Paper oh yeah, the yeah they do. I do like the. That's what I mean. The Cracker Barrel. I think you meant the restaurant. Hey, so are we gonna be doing any? We'll put it in the comments if it comes up even later episodes. We'll plug yeah. it. Any Rockaway? We got to do a Rockaway something over the summer because Big T throws. These crazy outdoor, we did an outdoor comedy show. And it was just something to be seen. Yo. We had a drone, yeah. bonfires. Like he said, like that 80s vibe. Like he's not joking. Like there was a guy that was walking around like just like, talk, not like a stand-up, but like an 80s, like someone you'd see a villain talking trash to everyone. He'd be like, hey, what's up, dickhead? I'm going to bang your girl. You want to do some coke, bitch? And he'd grab, he'd grab someone's girl that we were with. And she does coke. He's like, yeah, she'll be mine in about 20 minutes. And he's just, fuck, he's like winging. He has glasses on. I'm like, dude, who is, yeah, who yeah. is this guy? I people, know who you're talking about. Yeah, people, he's like, they call him like Speedy Larry. He's just talking trash. He's doing coke off his hand. He's giving, he's offering coke to everyone. He's like, I got the best coke in town. I'll have everybody's girl in my lap. Your girl's mine. It was just. Dude, I love, is he an old guy? No. I mean, he's not young, but he's not like old, old. Like 60s? No. But that's like, like the Rockaway vibe. That. It's like a time capsule. You'll meet people you're like, dude, they don't make your model anymore. You've been gone out of circulation for years. Yeah. Character. That confidence, dude. The character confidence. I like that. It's just an insular community where it's like the outside world hasn't fully taken over because they got that like the private vibe going. Yeah. Like, dude, we, this was the dead center of Corona. This is like mask. People are like only looking out the window. We're going down to the beach getting crazy. Dudes were rolling up on jet skis to the show. Yeah. It was amazing. We'll do it again. I got the speaker. We tried running it back last year, but like on the beach part, like I said, that was on the bay. And uh, just 35 mile an hour winds. It just. Yeah, yeah, even if it tough. isn't outside, because the reason that was so cool was because it was also during the lockdown Corona. Like just, I like the Rockaway. We, we've done a bunch of shows. We did the 13th hole. We did. A, I've done a bunch of shows. Every show, Tommy packs them out with his crew and his crew is wild. So that's right up my alley with yeah. comedy. <laughs> like, I don't got to watch what I'm doing. You know, I'm not going to be like, you know, dealt with or whatever. Yeah, they're not going to shut the mic down after Mike gets on. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's, they're not going to have like a safe space meeting after and be like, uh, you, "Does everyone here feel safe?" <laughs> they're going to come up to you afterwards and reassure you that that off-color joke was phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I like. <laughs> I loved you said, especially when you talked about minorities. <laughs> Just like, all right, <laughs> it was a joke, guys. We're connecting for the wrong reasons. <laughs> hey, I got some jokes about them, and then you hear stuff <laughs> yeah, you haven't heard. Like, since hey, maybe listen. Maybe a kid or ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, that's not what uh, I want you to know me for. <laughs> Is uh... well, they're good people, you know, hardworking. <laughs> they listen. They're saving sanitation teachers and. And firemen. They're all solid people. <laughs> Dude, when I went, I I haven't spent much time. But what it, what is uh the like the bar, the cabana? Is that Long Beach or is that That's Rockaway? Long Beach. Yeah. So when I went to visit my buddy, I remember. I feel like those communities are kind of similar, like Long Beach, Rockaway, Far Rockaway. They are all like that. Dude, I went out there to see him on a Sunday. I remember, and we did like day drinking, brunch, whatever. Dude, we were drinking till like midnight. Everybody was out. I was like, don't people work on Monday? And he's like, not really. Kind of. <laughs> he's like, dude, it was such a fun vibe, man. I loved it. I yeah. love that area. Long Beach. I love Rockway, but I do love Long Beach. It's more of a California vibe. That's like, what it felt like. Exactly like that. Because it has that main strip. Yeah. Uh, West Beach. Yeah, we'll and, have um, to get down there. I've never been there. It's so fun. That's a good excuse. Yeah, no, it's good food, like hot chicks, people yeah. boozing, the beach right there. It's, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. It really is. I had a fucking blast. <clears throat> oh, it was Wait, so good. You guys have to come down to Rockwell. Dude, uh, I, I always come down man. at some oh, point. Yeah. Usually Big T meets me on the beach. He used yeah. to have a beach cruiser bike. I love like that. Um, people, you know, when I talk to New Yorkers, they th I guess they think of Rockaway maybe from their childhood. Like it's a dump. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? They had yeah. a brand new boardwalk. They got those little cabana huts with the uh, concessions. The, there'll be a guy playing guitar. You can get like a pizza. You I'm can assuming get after want. Sandy, everything was like oh, rebuilt. Yeah. That's yeah, why they don't realize that they have these like butterfly gardens. It's amazing down there. A lot of, pretty great. I guess, I guess hipsters saw it on the news. Like this place is on fire, and they came down. And they brought really good food. Yeah, and just cool spots it's like a Rockaway Taco, seafood tacos, uh, fish tacos. Yeah, cool. Just uh, they have Wits End. This guy eccentric, no fucking slices. Legit a pizza Nazi. Like throw old people out. Like shut the fuck up. We're not lowering the rap music. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like f fighting the state liquor license, even though they didn't sell booze. Like fighting during the pandemic. Like having party. We had shows. There. We had a <laughs> fucking 
It was just he's it, there's, a, there's a good vibe down there. Ah, that's good. I like that <laughs> a lot, man. Um, how you feeling? You got anything else you want to? We usually do about an hour, so like, yeah, uh, we're about there. but you know, we sometimes go over. If you got anything else you want to talk about, this is great. Or man. any upcoming, any upcoming shows, gigs, anything you need to plug? Um, fuck, oh, I'm drawing a blank right now. No, I'm just great. having fun, dude. dude this is great. This, this feels like a teaser, man. We're gonna have yeah, to definitely and you got to just throw in the Insta right now, so they got the Insta. They can hit you oh, up yeah, there. The big tits, big pics. <laughs> uh, oh. I, my tits were always out Like even in Like It's not even promoting it But like yeah, just saying, When man. we were doing blow I had, I had This whole family Well most people in the neighborhood Because we were all packing And people were like Yo let me get some I'm like I had my shirt off I'd pour it on my tit And like some people would pause And then a lot of people just You know I'd get on my knees Dry my head quick Doing lines off my head And I had this one family I had the, the daughter And the, the son on both tits, and then I had the daughter and a boyfriend, and then I'm hanging out at this place, the surf club, and I'm fucking pissing. I have a tank top on. The dad came in. He's like, "Hey, Farrow, I didn't even know." He's like, "You have any blow?" I pulled my tit over. I poured it out. He's like, "I'm not doing that." And I leaned over like I was gonna push it in the urinal. He leaned in from the sink, did a blow off my tit. Oh. All I needed was the mother and the other daughter. I had the whole family do blow off my tits and the boyfriend. It was just a different era. As I pulled my tits up, I was thinking about that. I left that one out. Oh, dude, that'll be a clip. That'll be a clip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I uh, have a couple of upcoming shows at the end of June. I can't I can't remember right now, but uh, but yeah, where they you list them all on your Instagram? Yeah, I'm always promoting stuff. Oh, and uh, Rockaway at the wine bar, Sarah's wine bar. My man Seiko runs a show right across the street, backyard. We were rocking it out. It was packed last time. Uh, and stay tuned for a beat show. You know, definitely have yeah. You guys put it down. in the comments, okay. and we'll uh, we'll keep you guys plugged in on future episodes about the upcoming beat show. Hell yeah! Kerrigan. All right, yeah, Mike T Kerrigan on Instagram. Dylan Krasinski on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Follow us here. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Seattle Town Hall is out every Wednesday. Thank you guys for being here. We will see you next week. Go follow Tom. Yeah. Good to you, baby. All right. Good night. Thanks for having me. Nice. Yeah, that was great. <laughs>